Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikaq de Masno, Duke Dilka Marham, Nikaq de Masno, Duke Dilka Marham, Ye Farma Gay, Herasule Mokaram, Ye Farma Gay, Herasule Mokaram. Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatu ahalan wa sahalan wa marahaban bikum Tuesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage my beloved wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM and of course our wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba the voice of Ahlus Sunnah well, Jama'ah, of course, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. I will be with you from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. Uh, my engineer is not Haji Suleiman Esop. It is none other than brother Bonface. He's looking very, very serious this morning. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's smiling now. That's good. <laughs> you know the engineers have to be in a good mood because if the if the engineers are not in a good mood, then you must know your program won't be the same. So you need to get your engineer involved into the program. So he's doing well. Our beloved brother Bonface, uh, he's smiling. He's Alhamdulillah on this beautiful Yomul Thulatha. Well, it is today the fifth of uh, uh, Safar fourteen. 45 the 5th of safar 14 45 which is also the 22nd of august 2023 the 22nd of august 2023 remember our whatsapp number is 084 786 3132 084 786 3132 international overseas listeners plus to 784 786 3132 plus to 784 786 3132 Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim gave such beautiful, beautiful nasiha, beautiful words of advice uh, this morning. And there were one or two or three listeners did not, didn't like what Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim said about talaqul mughalladha and about talaqul raji'in, talaqul ba'in. But nevertheless, Ustad is with me <laughs> this beautiful Tuesday morning. He says, Mulana, uh, calm down, calm down. But Ustad, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning. And of course, let's welcome you to the bliss of marriage, Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum on Arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. I see one listener wants to know, he says, Mufti AK, my children threw me out of my own house, Islamically. Can I call the police for them? Anonymous Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 5th of Safar 1445. Now let us analyze this question from three different perspectives. Sometimes you have the Muslim children, grandchildren, take their parents, both of them, one of them, or grandparents, and go and dump them there in the old age home. And this is happening. Nobody can refute it and reject it. Second one is this. Sometimes physically and, you know, they take their parents and throw them out in the streets and so forth. So all this happens. Sometimes you find that they are hitting and assaulting their own parents. Now the question we all know is that this, that all these actions are absolutely haram. There's no question about that. There's no two opinions on that issue. But in life, we must always rewind. 
how come it has reached that stage that our own children that who the mother gave birth to that they dumped us there in the old age home they assaulting us or they throw us out of the house and so forth and so on after the sacrifices we have made so we as parents should ask ourselves what values did we inculcate in our children did we give them the correct education did we give them the best gift so the best gift a person parent can give is good character did we worry and concern ourselves with the iman and taqwa or were we only worried about how much money they make and how many degrees they get and so forth if a person really has iman and he has fear of almighty Allah taqwa, he will never do that to his parents. He knows his parents are too special for him. Even in his lifetime and even after their demise, he can never forget them. Their lifetime, he will keep on making dua. Chapter 17, verse 24. Oh, beloved Allah, that have mercy on my parents parents as they nurtured me whilst I was young and when they passed away as Muslims with Iman and Islam Surah 14 verse 41 he would cry he would beg petition Almighty Allah Rabbana khfilli wali walidiyya walil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab oh beloved Allah forgive me forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established now you say you want to call the police go ahead call the police take all the action you want against them but end of the day we still remain with the question i posed initially which type of education which type of upbringing did we give our children that today they have become sammin kalbak ya akulka that's the arabic saying and proverb you have a puppy and then you grow up that puppy and then you make him so big he becomes like an alsatian and a bulldog and then he wants to eat you up and so forth so remember that we also have to take partially the blame that we did not do our job and fulfill our duty properly. For you children, I'll always quote this hadith. So it might be a turning point in your life. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Kullu zambin wa Every vice and every sin is a prerogative of Almighty Allah. Either Almighty Allah forgives the person or punishes the person. Illa walidain. Except where you are disobedient, disrespectful to your parents. For in Allah you Almighty Allah will punish that person in this worldly life before death overtakes him. Open Mishkat, open Behaki. So therefore, sons, daughters, go and ask your parents for forgiveness. Even if they are wrong, <laughs> even if they are wrong, Nabi alayhi salam said, وَإِن ظَلَمَا وَإِن ظَلَمَا وَإِن ظَلَمَا Thrice the master alayhi salam said, even if they are wrong, hadith in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad of Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, so go to your parents, even if they're non-Muslims, you have to keep good ties with them. That is the injunction, commandment of the noble Quran, chapter 31, verse number 15, 1-5, so therefore don't get fooled and deceived with what you see on your television and movies and all that haram things then you start behaving just like them Allah forbid hmm. I see he says that dear Muftisab they called me ugly names and they swore at their mother so that's why I hid them very bad so now that's why they kicked me out of the house of stud. So you must remember that whatever it is, they got no right to kick you out of the house. You are the one who paid for the house. Mm. Maybe the house belongs to you. And you must remember that if you gave them a hiding or whatever it is. So maybe that was wrong on your behalf. But for them to kick you out of the house, you must remember that is not right on their behalf. Mm. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, does a wife have to be paid if she's a housewife who's got 
Remember that the husband must pay her in cash and kind. Quran Sharif says, Surah 4, verse 19. Certain things are wajib, compulsory, so the husband must provide for his wife shelter, roti kapramakan, so he must provide for her a house, a flat, a building, or dwelling. Second one, he must provide the food for her, he must provide the clothing for her, so all the basic necessities, the water lights he has to pay, the rental he has to pay, or your own property, your rates and taxes and what have you, all you have to pay, so the wife don't have to pay for anything. Likewise, these children, all the expenses are on you, the father, not on the mother. And remember, in return, that she will fulfill your conjugal rights. She will look after your children, bring up your children. She will look after your home and your valuables and so forth. And as a akhlaqi first, a moral obligation, we say that without ever you can afford, so you must give her a weekly allowance, monthly allowance. Tell her, yes, 1,000 rand, 500 rand, 100 rand, whatever you can afford. And you give that and give it to her for her personal expenses. And don't be like a kanjus and a makki juice and go and ask her that 500 rand I gave you. Now give me hisab, how you spent it, what you did, all that. No, that is un-Islamic and unethical so much sacrifices she did for us so we must keep jiska zarf baraho Allah in kubarabana deta hai that when you keep a magnanimous heart then Allah will elevate your rank and status what's the sense we spend so much on the masjid on the madrasa and thus to impress people but with our wife and our children we are so tight and so hard with money and so forth so we must spend you know there's none more Muslims have the things they teach, they stole from us. They told us love is blind. But when we started learning, teaching hadith, I found Mustafa Rasulullah taught us 1400 years ago and more. The thing you love, you love, it makes you deaf and it makes you blind. Hadith in Mishkat Sharif. The charity begins at home. So the hadith of Mustafa that remember you must start your charity in your house, in your family. So the hadith in Mishkat Sharif and so many other things you will find. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Habibuna Rasulullah said At-Tuhuru Shatrul Iman So your At-Tuhuru Nisful Iman words like that you will find. So cleanliness is half your Iman, is a great portion of your iman so all this type of hadith in Mishkat Sharif Mustad Ahmad and that you will find it so we mustn't get fooled by them they stole all these things from us I see Hafizab says I'm a Hafizab from Springs can Muftisab record and make a voice message with a hadith of woman not allowed to go for Umrah alone and we will send it out viral because many agents are allowing them to go alone and they are saying Mufti AK is jealous because MBS not allowing you in Makkah and Medina. Anonymous Hafizab, Ustad. So you must remember that any person goes against the law of Sharia, so and you play with the Sharia, then we don't say he's non-Muslim, but we will say Khatrahe, we have Iman. We send out every program of ours, so when this program is finished, our brother Boneface here, the engineer, will make a podcast. We'll send it to you. Send us your number and we'll send the program. You can make whatever, send it to whoever you want to. See, I give you four or five things for you to remember. وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنِيُّ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَدَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا it is not permissible for any Muslim male or any Muslim female that when Almighty Allah has passed the verdict, when Mustafa has passed the verdict, that they have a choice in that matter. So it shows that that is our Iman. Almighty Allah passes a verdict, Mustafa passes a verdict, and we say, no, that we will pass our own verdict. Then where is our 
iman and where is our faith and conviction chapter 33 surah ahzab verse number 36 wa may ya'sillah wa rasulahu whosoever disobeys almighty allah and mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam faqad dalla dalalam mubina they are gone far far astray from the right path remember that so that is chapter 33 and verse number 36 okay that's the first part second part let lady fatima zainab aisha jamila goes alone so now she is there in the haram sharif makkah mukarramah chapter 22 verse 25 all my jallawala speaks of those people who just make intention just intention of doing a wrong wa may you read fihi bi ilhadim so whosoever makes intention, irada, you read fihi in the Haram Sharif in Makkah, be ilhadim of deviation, this is deviation, be zulmin oppression, transgression, this is oppression, transgression, nuzikhumin adabin alim, we will punish that person with a painful, terrible, horrible punishment. So remember, that is just for intention. This is not intention, you are here, you are perpetrating the haram and so forth. So what will happen to that person? She will not get reward, she will come back mal'una, cursed by Almighty Allah, Cursed by Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Next one. When you go to Medina Munawwara and now you're going to stand there and read Salat and Salam to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Rasulullah and words like that. Do you really think Nabi alayhi salatu salam will be pleased with you? You left South Africa, you left Zambia, you left Malawi, you left London, you left Dubai, and wherever else you came from, and then you came alone, not with your husband, nor with your parents, nor with your father, brother, no mahram, and you went alone. So you are insulting Nabi sallallahu teaching and deliberately going against that. See what Quran Sharif says, Surah 49, verse number 2. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu, la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. That do not raise your voices higher than that, than more of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَا تَجْهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ كَجْهَرِ بَعْدِكُمْ لِبَعْدٍ And don't go and call the Master alayhi salatu salam as you call one another. It means don't show disrespect to Nabi alayhi salam. And تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ All your actions will disappear and go away. وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ You won't even realize it. Surah 49 verse 2 You lady going alone from Africa, from Europe, America, wherever, Australia, New Zealand. So are you showing respect to Nabi Alayhi Salaam or are you showing disrespect? I'm asking you. Obviously it's disrespect. So what reward are you talking about? So remember the ahadith are so clear. Go open Mishka Sharif and you will find La Yahillu Limraatin Tu'minu Billahi Wal Yomil Akhir. Words like that you will find and to Safira so that a woman goes and travel and without a husband, without a mahram and so forth. La Yahillu is haram for her. Remember these things here. And Umrah is not compulsory. So all for school, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis have said is haram. As far as the agents go, they ask it's just a money-making gimmick, you must remember that. What they going to worry about your Islam and all these things here? They just have to sell tickets and sell your accommodation and all this type of thing. Nobody's running a charity, you must remember that. <coughs> so you must remember that our aim is that you must remember to teach you the Sharia with Allah's help, Allah's mercy, Allah's fadl. Because we don't carry favor with any person, any organization, any politician, any government. Allah gives honor to whoever He wants. Allah does graces whoever He wants. From yesterday till today, yesterday morning, a lady embraced Islam. Yesterday, last night, in the Q&A, 54 people embraced Islam. This morning, two sisters, two ladies embraced Islam. 
in the past 30 hours, 40 or 35 hours, call it whatever you want, 57 people embrace Islam. So this is, so remember regarding me not going there and so forth and so on, nobody has told me I can't go. I don't go to any country. I get so many invitations. I just sit here now. So you must remember that the agents know what I'm speaking is the truth, but their aim is not yu'minuna bil ghayb, to believe in the unseen. Their aim is yu'minuna bil jayb, how to fill their pockets and fly to the people and so forth. So the government said it's permissible. So since when the Saudi government laws are Islamic laws, they have bikini pool, bikini beaches there in Jeddah. They have sanamas in Medina, Munawwara and Jeddah and Riyadh. They have rave shows and all. It's all permissible, all this I'm asking you. <laughs> MBS is a murtad bin shaitan. And see, the whole world media is exposing them. How they're murdering and killing the Ethiopians crossing the border and so forth. So that, that nobody can take away when all my Allah disgraces a person, there's nobody to give him honor. So in you agents, I only got one message for you. Ittaqillah, fear all my Allah. Deliberately, you are distorting the law just to fill your pockets up. You know deep down it is haram and so forth. So tell them, no, I won't sell you the ticket unless you go with your husband or you go with a mahram. That is if you got through iman. If you don't have complete iman, then don't blame me. We are here to convey the true message. Wama alayna illa Somebody says here that, uh, Mufti Saab, I am being pressured into going for a nikah out of the province, which I cannot afford it to start. But my mother wants us to go. What do I do? Start. I'm not sure, you understand, if, if I understood your question properly. Let's say you are a son, and now your mother is telling you you're from Gauteng, but you must go look for a girl there in Rustenburg or Durban or, you understand, Port Elizabeth or Western Cape or wherever in another province. So you must remember that if you don't like the girl or you are not happy with it, you must be honest with your parents and say, you're pressurizing me, but it's not going to work because I don't like that lady, I don't like that family and what have you. If you are a lady, a daughter, and now gal avi, gal avi means that a proposal came for you. You are happy with the boy. The belief structure of the boy is correct. It's not Shia and Qadiani and Agahani. They are kuffar. They are out of the fall of Islam. They are true good Muslims and everything. But your concern is only thus, you as a daughter, that you know I am from here. I am from Springs because their brother are Springs. So we just use Springs example. You are from Springs. You are from Nigel. You are from Heidelberg, Belfort, Gauteng, and all these areas, right? So now now the good proposal came, but the proposal came from Durban. Now you wandering 500 kilometers away. It came from Cape Town over 1,000 kilometers away. It came from PE 1,000 kilometers, 900 kilometers away, or whatever it is. So you have no problem beside the distance. Then my advice to you will be that if you are happy with the boy, the family, your parents are happy, then remember this, make bismillah and get married. And remember that you can go far, but your parents' duas are with you. So then you must listen to your parents and get married, even if it be my wife is from Durban. And leave that from Durban. That when I just got married, then after a few days, we left for Karachi, for Pakistan. I never had a house. I never had cluttery, crockery. I never had anything. And even when we stayed there for one year, we only had two, two, two cups, two saucers, two teaspoons, two spoons, and everything just two, two, two. So remember, that is why we make dua for my in-laws, my father-in-law, mother-in-law. I tell everybody that they are only Ya Allah. Mm. You must remember that. They said, we'll give you our daughter and we're placing our trust in Almighty Allah. You go and take her. You go in Karachi, we make dua for you. Now imagine, now you, that is another country where plane it takes you eight, ten hours to reach there. Now you worried about by going for six, eight hours away from your home. But it's a good proposal. So you must listen, my sister, my baby, my daughter, to your parents and get married, inshallah. I've got uh, Haji Yusuf Lokat. He says, please inform Hazrat Mufti Sahib. 
Idris, our muazzin, has been shot dead in front of our madrasa building, West Street Masjid. We'll start right now. In, Haji Yusuf Lokat. Inna mm. lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. This morning I was hearing the news on 702 and they said that, you know, for people to go to work, they have to go this way, that way, and avoid the zazama zamas because the bullets are flying. This is in parts of Gauteng. Now we see in Durban, we must make special dua. Allah Jalla wa grant our muazzin. What's his name? Idris? Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus Al-A'la Allah Ta'ala grant his family Sabri Jameel you the people in Westlid Masjid definitely you'll know him much better than me Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said authentic hadith in Ibn Majah Al-Mu'adzinun Atwalun Nasi A'naqan Yawm Al-Qiyama the Mu'adzin the caller to prayer and salat will have a long long neck on the day of justice so what does it mean that people call others Genagam Genamama Genagari come to my shop come to my farm come here we want to make money deals transactions they were calling people towards Salat the house of Allah Hayya ala salah Hayya ala al-falah that was his life and now he passes away as a shaheed man qutila duna malihi fawa shaheed man qutila duna ahli fawa shaheed Allah Jalla wa raise him I'm in the rank of the shuhada and the martyrs we make dua for him Allah maghfillahu warhamhu wa'afihi wa'afu anhu wa wasli mudkhalahu wa akrim nuzulahu wa naqihi min al dhunubi wal khataya kama yunaqqa thawb al abyad min al danas Allah marzuqu jannat al firdaus al a'la Allah man kana muhsinan fazid fi ihsanihi wa in kana musiyan fatajawaz an sayyatihi death we all have to die but to purpose and die like this so we must remember he'll be ranked among the shuhada tomorrow when he raises up lonehu lonehu dam the blood will be oozing out red red blood warihuhu rihul misk but it will be the fragrance of musk emanating from his body Allah jalla wala make easy one advice I'll give you I don't know you personally brother Lockhart but maybe if I see you and so my advice to you and your trustees and officials make care make take care of their family mm-hmm. and make sure that the lady and them for the idnit period at least they have proper facilities and so forth and so on if his family is there and if they are in Malawi or wherever else then help the family inshallah mm-hmm. Allah Jalla Wala will help all of you mm-hmm. and Allah Ta'ala protect us all you know we live in South Africa nowadays South Africa is gone crazy you must remember this so always read Surah 12 Surah Yusuf verse 64 Ya Allah protect us all and Ya Allah place a blanket over us of mercy that you envelop us in your mercy anyway brother Yusuf for sending the message and we will continue making dua for Marhum and his family inshallah Ameen 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 somebody says you Ustad Mufti AK Robber stole my meher on our wedding day in the masjid after performing my nikah before she could receive it to have to repay the meher. Ustad? Yes, 100% you must repay it. Obviously, it's not your fault. Therefore, I even suggest you must remember sometime we announce the mahar, you know, there are two Kruger coins and five Kruger coins or gold or what have you. So it's best we don't bring it there physically to the masjid. You, the imam, the sheikh, the mulana, the presiding officer, you must just say that the mahar is a mata aqada alayhi azawjan. That what the two parties agreed upon, whether it's cash or whether it's jewelry or whatever else and so forth. Now look at this example. Happy okay but somebody went to go and spy you must remember this and now the crooks come and they'll bring one to guns and tell them give the gold give the money give this give this steal somebody's cell phones and they'll run away so your wife did not receive the mahar nor did her wakil representative receive it so therefore it's compulsory upon you my brother Allah Ta'ala will reward you double inshallah that if you gave her two Kruger coins or one Kruger coin or 
10,000, 20,000 rand, then you give it to her again. And if you got more love for her now, because the incident happened one year ago, six months ago, so tell her, my darling, my poppy, my honey, don't worry. Our wedding day people try to my it. You must remember we're stealing, but I love you so much. I suppose to give you 10,000, take my poppy, my darling, 20,000. I suppose to give you one Kruger coin, now take two Kruger coins, you see. <laughs> one day, one, chip, <laughs> one day, one person came to propose somewhere, you know. So I this happened to be there. You know, mm-hmm. stood, I don't know the guy from anywhere, right? So he, he told me that, you know, I asked him now, what you guys to do with the mahar? So he said that, no, we're going to give one Kruger coin. So I told him, but you guys such lanis and all big shots, how you can give one Kruger coin? You guys should give two Kruger coins. So they felt shy, and for real, they gave two Kruger coins. So I always tell that one family, you understand? I say that one Kruger coin I organized for you all. You must remember that. So in my family, my one, uh, just say niece, like, right? She was getting married, and she was getting married to uh, Maulana as a doctor and what have you in India. So now I'm giving the lecture and so forth and so So they wrote in the book, I saw already Panso dollar, you see, mm. 500 they wrote. So I said, you know, and you must be keep a big heart with your wife and all that, you see. So, so I was giving virtues of that. So I heard the father telling his son, his son is getting married, said, make that $500 into $800. So to make the five, eight is easy, you see. So I always tell them that $300 I organize for you all, you see. So anyway, you, my brother, that anyway, Allah keep you happy and this type of things there. But my one advice on a serious note, we shouldn't come there to the masajid and all that with big, big gold amount and so forth and so on. The mahar that I performed, the nikah I performed the most in cash and all that in jewelry was 125, 135,000 rand, you understand? I had to look at that thing two, three times. I thought that became a mistake. I had to verify it also. So they said, no, it's right like that and so forth. So anyway, Allah Ta'ala protect us all and always read, فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا Somebody says, oh, start, see, move this up. My wife left my home without my permission, and she went home. It's three and a half months now. We have two little beautiful daughters. Can Mufti Ike give me permission to issue her one talaqul ba'id? At least she will know that it came from Mufti Sahib. Please, I'm ready to issue it. She needs to learn a lesson. I'm waiting for Mufti Ike, anonymous angry brother who started. But I'm not going to give you that. Hmm. I'm going to ask you the whole story. Let us look at the whole story. You're giving me quarter story, half story. You're telling me you are married, right? So you've got two beautiful children and daughters or whatever. So it means you are married for five, six, seven years. Now, which woman in her right mind will go away and leave your home? And she's gone for three, four months now to her parents' place or brother's place or wherever and say that, no, I don't want to stay with you. Now, you, because you're so angry now, you want to issue talaq. But that is not our job. Our job is jorna, naketorna. Tomorrow you will tell the whole world that Mufti A.K. said I must divorce my wife. But I'm not telling you divorce your wife. I'm telling you, you give us the whole story. Why did your wife leave in the first place? Did you assault her? Did you hit her? Were you busy with other women? Were you busy with chatting with other women? Mm. Were you having an affair? I don't know, but these are the normal things that happen. Did you go on drugs and so forth? So you did something that made her go so crazy. She said, me, I had enough is enough, and I'm going away now, and I'm taking my children also. You see, brother, that's the story you have to give. Not the story that you playing the good Samaritan and trying to say that you're the good guy and all the fault lies with your wife. You're not being honest to yourself. <coughs> you're not being honest with us all and so forth and so on. So therefore, my advice, you phone now, right? You send a message, right? And you send a WhatsApp message. So if really you want AK Mufti AK's advice, then do this. You know where you are. You are in Johannesburg. You know where your wife is in Ladysmith, Newcastle. I don't know, wherever. I don't know you. I don't know your wife. So you must drive down there. 
Go and apologize to her parents. Go and apologize with her. Take nice gifts for your beautiful children and your darling, your puppy, your wife, and so forth. And so. Say, be man enough. I am guilty as charged. No mitigating circumstances. I beg you, I want you to come back, write down all your conditions. We will make this marriage work and we will not fail in this. We don't want our two flowers to be raised up in a single parent. We will bring up our parents, to our children together. That is what you must do, brother. Don't come use AK's name. You want to use your trigger and shoot the talak and say AK said so. Mm. AK He's not going to tell you use AK-47. He's going to tell you you must use. What you must use? You must use AK-255. What is AK-255? Aital Kursi. Verse number 255. And you know, one person saw a dream. And then he came to Ibn Sirin. He said, I saw 50 doors and I saw 175 diamonds and gold and what? What is all this? He, Ibn Sirin, was a master, you understood, in ta'bir ru'ya, interpreting dreams and so forth. He said, go and read AK-255, Ayat al-Kursi. There are 50 words there and 175 letters. Because you read it so much, Almighty Allah will give you Jannatul Firdaus. So you, brother, come down and take all your anger away and go and apologize to them. And then, and read Ayat al that is AK's advice to you. <laughs> Listen to what he said, Ustad. He says, okay, Mufti AK, she caught me with condoms in my wallet, but it was my friend's one. It wasn't mine's. Not the first time, not the second time. So why is she accusing me? What does the hadith say? Isn't you have to see what your own eyes where the surma stick goes in the bottle with your own eyes. Ustad. Yeah, so what you're doing with your with the condoms, now you want to blame it on your friend. Since when you must remember you became his treasurer, mm. that he wants to get busy here and there. You say, no problem, I must the condom, take it and go. And then she who thinks she's going to believe that story of yours, that he went alone with a condom and you never went. So she won't believe you. Mm. Now you see, now the whole story <laughs> comes out. You see, now I'm asking you, now you want to issue talaq, but you in the wrong. You must a condom man. You're a condom man, right? A con man. So we won't say condom man, we'll say you're a con man. So now who's guilty, I'm asking you. If you come by me, I'll say you're guilty. And my advice will remain. You must go by her parents and you must say, these are the conditions you make. No more will be I con con man and no more will be I condom man. And those crooked friends of mine with their condoms and their rifle repairs, I got nothing to do with them. You must make the sacrifices and you speak like a big short door. I want to give talak and all these things to them. So you get rid of all those con men and get rid of all the condoms also. When it's uh, exactly 15 minutes to 12, you are tuning and listening to the bliss of marriage. Of course, uh, before we go for our next uh, uh, question, uh, somebody just sent this message, says, Molana Arafat and Mufti AK, apparently the Mu'addin Idris uh, got caught in the crossfire as there was possibly a CIT haste in the area and he passed on. Um, so I'm just waiting for my beloved Fadila to start. Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, Hafidahullah. Allah Ta'ala grant our beloved Mu'adhin the highest stage in Jannatul Firdaus. Ustad, they say that uh, apparently the Mu'adhin Idris got caught in the crossfire as there was possibly a CIT haste in the area and he passed on. Please, Mufti Sab, make dua. Inna lillahi wa inna raji'un. So there was a cash in transit, a heist there. You know today that these gangsters, they shepherd in all the security companies and so forth. Now imagine he might be going somewhere, going to the shop or bringing something to his family and then the bullets are flying and so forth. So anyway, that Allah Ta'ala grant him Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. Allah Ta'ala grant his family, Sabri Jameel, without a shadow of doubt that he passed away a shaheed 
need also. And in fact, the masla is this, there's no need to give him ghusl also because he passes away as a shaheed. But if you want to give ghusl, it's up to you. Mm. So imagine how Allah elevates their rank and status. Me and you die, we have to get ghusl. But for him, because he dies a shaheed, a martyr, so there's no ghusl also for such people. So imagine Allah Ta'ala's system and mercy on such people. Allah Ta'ala make our death with Iman and Islam and make it the best day in our life when we meet Almighty Allah Jalla Ustad, before we go for our next question, there are three or four questions, but very, very lengthy. If Ustad could just tell the listeners just to put it a bit short, Ustad, because I won't be remember, remember that I told you all 101 times that all our programs, and even when you send to me, remember the principal kiss. Keep it short and sweet. When I read on WhatsApp or email, you'll make such long stories, then I just say contact your local ulama or contact your jamiyat or this and that. I don't have time, and we don't have time yet. Mm-hmm. Now you give one whole A4 page question. How Malana Arafat is to read it? So keep it short and sweet and sharp, inshallah. This listener says, why is Mufti Sab afraid to sit with the agents? All agents are willing to sit and discuss this. It shows Mufti AK is guilty. We prepared to come to your radio station and discuss this instead of depriving the Ummah. This Friday, 2.45, we start. So you must remember, discuss what? You, it's like you telling me you want to discuss about is a halal, is swine halal or is haram. Is, is that it? So it's a clear-cut issue. Show me one Molvi, one Mufti in South Africa who's prepared to give you a written fatwa and must give dalail and evidence from Quran and Sunnah and must give you evidence from the four schools that a lady from South Africa, Africa, Europe, America can go for Umrah alone. Absolutely haram it is and we don't sit with no agents and that. You've got nothing to do with Sharia. Your people's aim is just to make money, you must remember. I mean, let us be honest about this issue. Since when you all are so worried about the Sharia, and that your people's aim is just to make money and that's the truth you must remember this type of things there so we will say it as it is I don't have time for all these things there haram is haram and clear cut whether you like or you don't like that's your business how should a person treat his in-laws Ustad how did the Prophet treat his in-laws Ustad and how did you treat your in-laws Ustad <laughs> so you must remember this type of things there Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, is, will always be وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we have not sent you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but as a mercy to the entire universe. So obviously, Nabi alayhi salam treated, treated his honorable wife, children, grandchildren, all with love and respect. Treated the in-laws also with respect, even though you must remember initially they might be opposed him and so forth. So Abu Sufyan is father-in-law of Nabi Salam. but initially in the battle you was remember there so you take the battle of Badr or you take battle of Uhud or you take Hudaybiyah. So they were the people who prevented Nabi Salam. but Nabi Wasallam then still invited them, they embraced Islam, became Sahabi he lost his eye in the battle <laughs> and so forth. So today we take their name with honor and so forth. For your information, because you asked the question, both my father-in-law and mother-in-law, I performed the Janazah Salat. Father-in-law passed away in 91 in Barberton. Mother-in-law passed away here in Lanesia 2001. And their own sons, some of them Maulana, some of them Hafiz and that, they came to me and said, my father-in-law, we had very good relationship with him, and I used to call him Haji Sab. And my mother-in-law, I told you a hundred times, you must remember, she got ten sons, but she was completely blind. And I told my wife that we must bring her here, because nobody can make khidmat and serve her like you. So she used to stay here, and I said she passed away in our house also. And remember, I used to tell her, Masi, you must pay rental every day. So she said, it's right. So I told her, your rental is two rakat salat every day. You must read for me. Till the ending, she used to read. So that is our relationship. We make dua for them daily. You must remember that. We took her for hajj also. So mashallah, my mother-in-law. So that is what you must do. Go the extra mile in life. You, you think that the old people are a burden. Your old people are the stars, you must remember. Every dua they make, in Inshallah is accepted for you. But 
but you have to do it with sincerity. <laughs> I see a sister in Cape Town says, Mufti Saf, I like you. Because Mufti Saf is very hard and you stand on your firm. And you're not an easy person to liaise with people who start. When it comes to Sharia, sister in Cape Town who start. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, taught Abu Zarr radiallahu an, Qulil haqqa walau kana murra. Speak the truth, even though the truth is better. You see, my sister Da and Kapstad, the mother city, I did programs for your voice of the cave for 12 years, 13 years. I never took a cent with Allah's help. You can ask them. But when the issue of the Shias came, then you must remember they themselves, they said, no, AK is speaking too much against the Shias and this and that. Now today, the same sheikhs, where are they? Some of them are going to church and putting candles there and all these things there and carrying candles. Our fatwa is this, any person carries candle in the church and all that with the Christians and all, you're out of the fall of Islam. It can be sheikh, it can be imam, it can be who. You're out of the fall of Islam. We're not here to carry favor with anybody. Our aim must be to defend the deen. Any person says, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, our mother Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, a non-Muslim and curse them, they're out of the fall of Islam. So that is the biggest problem you got in Cape Town. You must remember, majority of the sheikhs don't want to speak the truth. They got one leg here and one leg there. When you sit as an offense, you are committing a major, major offense. Remember that, my sister. We must be firm on our deen of Islam. When you reject all the evil system, and you believe in Almighty Allah, meaning in all the articles of faith, then you have held on firmly to the rope of Allah. Obviously, I don't think you understand Urdu, but I'll translate it. Allah ki rasi tut nahi sakti. Allah ki rasi chut sakti. This rope of Allah can never snap and never break. But when we release the grip, then it will fly away and run away and go away. So that is the lesson. Where you will find it in the Quran? AK 255 is Aytul Kursi. Go to the next verse, 256 of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, you'll find it. So we must be firm on deen. Don't let people come and move us around this way, that way. Meet with the agents and tell you, you know what, we'll give you a free ticket. Why we're not interested in you or your free tickets? Somebody says, Ustad, what is the ruling of a man chatting to any lady on WhatsApp regarding Islamic questions? How does a wife react to all this in trusting him in everything we start. It's not permissible. You must remember when it's going the other way around. So now if people ask me question, I answer it. But when the lady says that, no, that I want to marry you, I want to do this, we just block them, finish and clear. So once you start entertaining all this here, yeah, then you must remember, Quran Sharif taught us, Wala taqrabu zina, innahu kana fahisha. So, and look at that agents, they tell me they'll meet me Friday 2.45 what you think I'm your chumcha or what mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. what you think I'm working for you or something mm-hmm. so you can go fly a kite as far as I'm concerned so you want to dictate the terms already to me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go try with somebody else all that so you must remember this type of things so you must remember this they don't even go near fornication and adultery it is something obscene and indecent so you must tell that husband of yours that you're going to expose him that you're speaking to the ladies about un- on haram issues and so forth that now you're softening them up and thus and instead of making the marriage work you break the marriage and so forth so that is why that you must be very careful on these type of issues somebody says if in anger start you tell your wife to go to her mother's place does that constitute a talaq if the husband told his wife, you pack up and take your bags and go home, he used the other words, you know, the FNB is not First National Bank, the other FNBs and that, and you do all these kind of things. So the question arises, will talaq take place or not? So yes, talaq will take place if the husband made intention of talaq and divorce. If he didn't make intention, then remember the talaq won't take place. Now, how will we know? 
We must tell him the consequences and ramifications. If you are lying, then you'll be living in sin with your wife and with your wife, and your children will come. Then what will happen to them? So we must show him. He must be rather honest. He can touch the Quran and so forth and so on. So in that way, there. Therefore, say the Umar radiallahu anhu. Today, people say you can't judge me. Uh, that is all Western concept. Go open Bukhari Sharif and you will find what Sayyidina Umar radiallahu used to say, that we will judge you with the prima facie evidence, the superficial evidence. The rest of it, what is in your heart and all that, you, that you tell Allah Ta'ala on day of Qiyamah. So therefore, the fuqaha, the Judas, they said, نَحْنُ نَحْكُمُ وَاللَّهُ That remember thus, that we pass the verdict on the superficial evidence, the prima facie evidence, and Almighty Allah Jalla wala, He knows everything what is in your heart His knowledge is all embracing all encompassing and nothing is obscure and hidden from Almighty Allah Last question <laughs> Listen to this Ustad One of our senior alim said uh, this, uh, the same agent Go to Hazrat Mufti Radawul Haq to solve this issue Ustad <laughs> You can go to whoever you want to <laughs> I told you Whoever you go to, tell them they must write a written fatwa. Mm. You must remember that. And the written fatwa must have Quranic verse, must have sunnah, and have what the four schools have written. And then you bring it to me and show me his jai'is and so. That's what I told you. And I'm repeating this. I said, go to anybody you want to. So it's absolutely haram. Absolutely haram. And you go, my sister, alone, you come back mal'una. You are cursed by Allah. You are cursed by Nabi alayhi salatu salam. I gave you all the dalail and references from Quran, Sharif, and sunnah and so forth. Don't fool yourself. Deen is not some kilona. It's not some toy you play with, you know. And then you want to use MBS and you have murtad shaitan haramis there and you want to come tell me about him and so forth. Okay. <laughs> Our time is up now. The news, inshallah. So we'll be by Morana Zahid or, or Suleiman. Yeah. So it's with Brother Suleiman Esop, you must remember the 12 of news, and thereafter will be Hazrat Salman Farsi, radiallahu and his profile with Mufti Aku. Then 1 o'clock, Zohar Azan, 105 to 130, will be verses 207, 208, 130 to 2, Surah Maryam, verses 23, 29, and thereafter 2 to 3, current affairs with Brother Yusuf Ali, and then 3 to 335, mashallah, the repeat of this morning's QA, two sisters, mashallah, Ahmadullah, embrace Islam. Allah Ta'ala accept it and accept our efforts also broken, humble efforts. 335 to 4, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's hadith, remember that. And then 4 to 5 will be Tawbah and Istighfar by Sheikh Hanif. And then 5 to 7 will be Mona Khalid Yaqub. And then 7 to 730 will be the repeat of the Tafsir that is Surah Baqarah verses 207-208. And then 730 to 8 more Dawud Siddat and 8 to 10 month of dinner with Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan so inshallah that's our program we go for the news now with Brother Suleiman Esop Barakallahu Feek inshallah we'll send out the podcast and you can just ask myself 071-888-1184 and we'll send it to you anytime in the afternoon Barakallahu Feek Jazakallahu Khair Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh that was our beloved honorable respected Fadilatul Ustad Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafizahullah. Up next is the 12 o'clock news with Haji Suleiman Esop. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah.